Hey guys, welcome to a bonus episode of Vanished in the Valley. I am Athena, your host today. And what we're going to be talking about is I got to clarify and fix some of the mistakes I made from the last show. And I figured, hey, why not make that into a whole episode? Because it was kind of a big fuck up. My bad. I apologize. So, I was talking to you guys about how during the crack epidemic, the streets, mostly in poor neighborhoods, were flooded with cocaine, which then became crack cocaine, which started off a whole drug epidemic that decimated generations of families. So I guess what I'll start by doing is telling you what Cointelpro is, because that's what I told you guys the whole, the name of the operation by the U.S. government was. And I totally, I got my uh, United States government fuckeries mixed up. So Cointelpro was a totally different one. So let's start with that. I'm getting a lot of my information off of the Encyclopedia Britannica. Com. I know, you guys remember the books, like the old school heavy books, and they all smelled the same? Well, it's all on the internet now, so go check it out, because there's so much information. And Wikipedia also got some information, so um, let's start with what Cointelpro even means. It's a syllabic abbreviation, so CO stands for counter, and then IN, the IN part, is intelligence and pro program so counterintelligence program cointel pro hella clever i know right so it basically was uh in effect from 1956 to 1971 and what it did was gather intelligence and it was a counterintelligence organization it was conducted by the fbi and basically what they wanted to do was neutralize organizations the U.S. government didn't approve of. It was usually covert, undercover, and sometimes it was completely illegal. Like, they just totally disregarded the laws of the United States to try to either destabilize these groups or just turn the public's opinion against these groups and they kind of like went after everybody they went after feminists they went after anti-war people they went after the civil rights movement black power movement martin luther king the nation of islam even puerto rican independence groups they literally like oh i can't forget the commies either the commies were like I don't know, number one, two. Um, in 1964, they did target the KKK, which is kind of surprising. Some of the tactics were surveillance, organizational infiltration, anonymous mailings, and police harassment. Uh, the programs were exposed in 1971 when the Citizens Commission to investigate the FBI burglarized an FBI office in media, Pennsylvania, and stole confidential files and then released them to the press. Now check this out. If that burglary had not have happened, I can fucking guarantee you that we wouldn't be talking about Cointelpro. They would have denied it to the bitter end, saying, of course not, we would never break our laws, we would never go after our own citizens. So, bullshit. They had these people, I can't even believe somebody had the balls to burglarize an FBI office, but 
thank God they did. Because after I read these reports, and I read the reports into MK Ultra and the Kerry Committee, which we'll talk about later because that's the cocaine smuggling thing, it just really makes you look at the United States government completely different. Just, and I, this isn't about to be some America bashing episode because I love America. America is great. You know, I'm, I've never ever been anti-American and I never will to the day I die. When I see somebody burning a flag, I want to punch him in the face. Just saying. So, basically, after the stuff gets released to the press, um, more information was later obtained through the Freedom of Information Act, lawsuits lodged against the FBI. More information regarding COINTELPRO was later obtained through the Freedom of Information Act, lawsuits, and statements made by agents who came forward to confess their counterintelligence activities. Um, the U.S. Senate did launch a huge investigation in 1975, um, and basically it was to study governmental operations with respect to intelligence activities. And this is commonly referred to as the Church Committee. All of these are different committees, named after different people basically that chaired it. So, like I was just saying about the Kerry Committee, that was John Kerry looking into the cocaine thing. This one is Senator Frank Church of Idaho. But, I mean, there's millions and millions of pages of documents that are unreleased. And the ones that are released are, like, super censored. So, basically, in the final report, the committee sharply criticized COINTELPRO. The FBI had used covert operations against domestic political groups since its inception. However, covert operations under the official COINTELPRO label took place between 1956 and 1971, and some of their tactics are actually still used today. Um, and so the FBI have been known to use covert operations against domestic political groups since the founding of the FBI. However, covert operations under the official COINTELPRO label took place between 1956 and 1971. COINTELPRO tactics are still used to this day and have been alleged to include discrediting targets through psychological warfare, smearing individuals and groups using forged documents. They plant false reports in the media, harassment, wrongful imprisonment. Can you fucking imagine wrongful imprisonment because they're trying to discredit you? Illegal violence, up to and including assassination. The FBI's stated motivation was, quote-unquote, protecting national security, preventing violence, and maintaining the existing social and political order. Let's repeat that last little part. Maintaining the existing social and political order. I mean, they basically want to keep people where they are. I was listening to, I think it was, um, I think it was like public radio, and they were talking about, you know, whatever tax bracket that you're born into, you have an 80% chance of staying in that bracket. Since the FBI started, they have been doing dirty-ass shit like this. They've gone after domestic political groups. They've tried to discredit people in groups. They've completely lied. They've planted stories in the media. They've assassinated people. They've harassed them. They've wrongfully imprisoned them. 
All of this, their excuses, maintaining the existing social and political order. Now, if that doesn't chill you to the bone, I don't even know. Go hang out with, like, Jeffrey Dahmer or something, because you got ice water in your veins, girl. Because that shit's crazy. And when a group run by the government says they want to maintain the existing social and political order, it just, it's all bad. All bad, in my opinion. Um, Beginning in 1969, the leaders of the Black Panther Party were also targeted by Cointelpro and neutralized by being assassinated, imprisoned, publicly humiliated, falsely charged with crimes. Some of the Black Panthers affected included Fred Hampton, Mark Clark, Zaid Shakur, Geronimo Pratt, and many, many more. Common tactics used by COINTELPRO were perjury, witness harassment, witness intimidation, and withholding evidence. So basically, the might of the U.S. government would come after you in court and lie and cheat and steal and do whatever they had to do to get you behind bars. You have to have some pretty strong ideas that you believe in with all of your heart to stand up to these people knowing that all of that could happen to you and it has happened to your friends. I mean, all of these people in the Black Panther Party, they watched all their friends go down. And as a white person, I grew up thinking the Black Panther Party hated white people. I thought they were like a total racist group. I had no idea. And so I started learning about them through Kenny. And I learned they weren't some crazy, hating whites group. So look into it, guys. If you ever thought they were an anti-white group, check it out. That's not what they were all about at all. That's kind of what the media wanted you to believe. The FBI director, you know this guy, ready? J. Edgar Hoover issued directives governing COINTELPRO, ordering FBI agents to expose, disrupt, miscredit, discredit, or otherwise neutralize the activities of these movements, and especially their leaders. So, under his command, the agent in charge of COINTELPRO was William C. Sullivan. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy personally authorized some of the programs. Although Kennedy only gave written approval for limited wiretapping of Martin Luther King's phones on a trial basis for a month or so, Hoover personally extended the clearance. His men were unshackled to look for evidence in any of King's life they deemed worthy. I mean, doesn't that just, like, scare the hell of you? You you know, you piss somebody off in the government, and suddenly they're everywhere. They have wiretapped your phones. They're, I mean, the listening devices nowadays compared to back in the day, oh my god. It's just, it's got to be terrifying. And I'm sure no one's going to believe you. You can tell them the government's after you, and they're like, yeah, sure, okay, they're totally following you. I mean, at this point, they don't even have to follow you. I'm sure they can just, you know, listen through your phone or your laptop or something. So think about that one. Centralized operations under COINTELPRO began August in 1956 with a program designed to increase factionalism, cause disruption, and win defections inside the U.S. Communist Party. Basically, they would anonymously call them, they would do IRS audits on them, they would basically just like all, everything I was just talking about, it's just, they went after them. And they went after the communists for a long, long time. Um, 
Hoover was kind of obsessed with the whole Communist Party, thinking that they were going to come attack us. And then after the 1963 March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom, Hoover singled out Martin Luther King as a major target for COINTELPRO. Under pressure from Hoover to focus on King, Sullivan wrote, and I'm quoting, In the light of King's powerful demagogic speech, we must mark him now if we have not done so before, as the most dangerous Negro of the future in this nation from the standpoint of communism, the Negro, and national security. And right after that, they started bugging his hotel rooms, following him. Um, they just went after him. He had a huge target on his back from that day forward. So after King publicly criticized the FBI for ignoring all the terrorism brought upon black people by the KKK and all those assholes, Hoover basically responded by publicly calling him out and saying he was the most notorious liar in the United States. In his 1991 memoir, Washington Post journalist Carl Rowan asserted that the FBI had sent at least one anonymous letter to King encouraging him to commit suicide. What the fuck kind of government does that? Actually sends a letter to a citizen encouraging them to commit suicide. Somebody's off their fucking rocker. That's what that says to me. So this nutbag, the one that sent this commit suicide letter... So what it contained was basically they had recorded King having some sort of like sexual encounter in a hotel room and he was married at the time. So this would have been an extramarital affair and they really threatened him with this saying, if you don't kill yourself, we're going to release this to the nation. And to King, that was probably terrifying, but I don't know, what would be more terrifying is knowing that the government is looking at you so hard that, you know, they're recording your sex sessions and sending them to you now. I don't know, life probably just changed at that point for King, and there was no going back after that. During the same period, the program also targeted Malcolm X. Uh, the FBI denied that they were directly involved in Malcolm X's murder in 1965. It is documented that the Bureau worked to widen the rift between Malcolm and Elijah Muhammad. Um, and Elijah Muhammad, it, he was like the leader at that point. And they just caused a lot of friction between those two, sparking uh, acrimonious debates within the organization, rumor mongering, and other tactics to design and foster internal disputes which ultimately led to Malcolm X's assassination. The FBI had heavily infiltrated both organizations, Malcolm X's and the Nation of Islam. Um, so, you know, as they're targeting the different black groups for years and years, so yeah, like I was saying earlier, they went after a bunch of groups and disrupted a lot of different people's lives. Um... The program finally was exposed in 1971 when the Citizens Commission to investigate the FBI burgled that office. So what they ended up taking were several dossiers and exposed the program by passing the material to news agencies. 
the boxing match known as the fight of the century between Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier provided cover for the activist group to successfully pull off the burglary. Muhammad Ali was actually a COINTELPRO target due to his involvement with the Nation of Islam and his anti-war movement. A whole bunch of different news agencies initially refused to publish the information. And within a year, J. Edgar Hoover declared that the centralized COINTELPRO was over and that all future counterintelligence operations would be handled on a case-by-case basis. Um, there was other documents that ended up being revealed in different lawsuits filed against the FBI by NBC correspondent Carl Stern, the Socialist Workers Party, and a number of other groups. So at this point, the rabbit is out of the basket. Is that what the saying is? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. Word was out. These guys weren't able to operate like that anymore. What they wanted to basically get out of all of this, like, fucking around in everybody's lives like that was creating negative public images, breaking down the internal organization by creating conflicts, create dissension between groups, restrict access to public resources, restrict the ability to organize protest, and restrict the ability of individuals to participate in group activities. Because, like, if you get into a group and the government doesn't like what you're doing, suddenly <laughs> you got bugs listening to how you having sex. It's fucking crazy, you guys. When it first started, they just wanted to target the Communist Party. In an interview in 1996, Noam Kronsky, a political activist and MIT professor of linguistics, spoke about the purpose and the targets of COINTELPRO by saying, COINTELPRO was a program of subversion carried out not by a couple of petty crooks, but by the National Political Police, the FBI, under four administrations by the time it was through. I won't run through the whole story. It was aimed at the entire new left, at the women's movement, at the whole black movement. It was extremely broad. Its actions went as far as political assassination. I don't know. It just kind of makes me sick to my stomach. It's That's everything America is against, and that is a federal agency doing all this to its own citizens, guys. And it just, it really makes you wonder... Who else did they go after that we just don't know about? And who else are they going to go after in the future? And I want to know, why did they go after women's groups? How were women's groups violent? There's really not much that I can find on that. I'm sure it's somewhere on the internet. But that, yeah, I'm just like, yeah, okay, let's go after women wanting equal rights. How dare they? Another little scary fact about COINTELPRO and the FBI is they conspired with police departments all over the U.S., including San Diego, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Oakland, Philadelphia, Chicago. There's more, but that's just like the main list there. Um, they encouraged repeated raids on the Black Panthers' homes, often with little or no evidence, in violation of federal and state and local laws. And a lot of these raids resulted in imprisonment for these people. And they basically just... They couldn't do anything about it because it was the U.S. government coming after him. So, I mean, basically, to sum it up, COINTELPRO was the U.S. government way overreaching, spying, murdering its own citizens. Really, I, I, don't, I still, even after reading about it 
you know, 20 different places and watching several documentaries, I don't really know what they thought they were going to gain. I I don't know. But, yeah, like I said, I totally got the cocaine thing mixed up with Cointelpro. So what I was talking about with the United States government flooding America and different cities with cocaine was the examination and claims that members of the anti-communist Contra rebels in Nicaragua had played a major role in creating the trade using cocaine profits to support their struggle. It suggested that the Contras may have acted with the knowledge and protection of the CIA. This whole situation got so blown up, it led to major investigations. The Senate, I mean, there was all kinds of different departments of the United States government that started looking into this. The Kerry Committee report, that seems to be one of, like, I, I don't know, not the best, but if you look at that, it kind of just really breaks it down for you. Um, it states that the Contra drug links included payments to drug traffickers by the United States Department of Funds authorized by the Congress for humanitarian assistance to the Contras. In some cases, after the traffickers had been indicted by the federal law enforcement agencies on drug charges. In others, while traffickers were under active investigation by the same agencies. So it's like the U.S. government is paying these drug smugglers also while indicting them. It's said that the U.S. State Department paid over $806,000 to known drug traffickers to carry, quote-unquote, humanitarian assistance to the Contras. There's this guy named Gary Webb, and he actually had a movie made about him, so if you want to, you know, learn more about it, it's called Kill the Messenger. And it's the story of this reporter for the San Jose Mercury News who started looking into all the shady dealings of the government and the Contras. Um, the guy is an amazing writer. Uh, a lot of bad shit happens after he publishes this information. Um, just watch the movie, guys. He ends up, in real life, getting suicided. Yeah, I'm not even joking. Um, he suicided himself by two gunshot wounds to the head. And I'm not even fucking shitting you. His death certificate says suicide. Um, but, yeah, check it out. He broke a lot of the information about the U.S. government funding these people. And they fed their own citizens poison. They assassinated their own citizens. They've done some shitty stuff. And like I said earlier, this is not an America bashing episode. This is a... This is a open your eyes and just be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Are you lost? Yes. 